Or perhaps you picture a scheming con man, callously cheating widows and orphans out of their last pennies. You regard selfishness, in other words, as personified by some amoral miscreant, who readily lies, steals, and kills in order to gratify his desires. Yet the term selfishness means only a concern with one's own interests. To be selfish is simply to care about one's own life. If so, what about all the people who support their lives and pursue their well-being by their own efforts without victimizing others? What about all the individuals who seek their self-interest not by parasitically feeding off others, but by earning what they get? The mailroom clerk who works diligently for his paycheck. The college student who spends his time studying rather than partying. The athlete training tirelessly to make himself a champion. The inventor who devotes himself to the goal of becoming rich by devising a better mousetrap. The artist dedicated to creating a work that fully meets his independent standards. These are all examples of selfishness. These are all people who are acting to improve their lives by pursuing their goals. But they are not benefiting at the expense of others. Their method of living is to produce and trade for the things they value, not to seize them from others. This type of behavior is the appropriate referent for the concept of selfishness. But the advocates of altruism do not want us to think that selfishness applies to anyone who attains his ends without injuring others. Although there is an obvious difference between a producer and a predator, between a Warren Buffett and a Bernard Madoff, between someone who makes money and someone who steals it, this distinction is regularly blurred. Instead, the two types are lumped together into one woolly package deal. Since the predator is committing a moral crime, we are told, so is everyone who pursues self-interested ends. Selfishness Misdefined Altruism's purveyors want, in effect, to entrench Attila the Hun as the paradigm of selfishness. They try to equate selfishness with the destruction of others. Note how some dictionaries have slipped this notion into the very definition of selfish. Webster's New Collegiate Dictionary, for example, defines it as regarding one's own comfort, advantage, etc., in disregard or at the expense of that of others. Defining selfishness in this manner makes it seem that the harming of others is an integral part of the concept. It suggests that one man's gain is possible only through another's loss. It implies that the only choice you have is to sacrifice yourself to others by being altruistic, or to sacrifice others to yourself by being selfish. It presents, as exemplars of this false alternative, a Mother Teresa humbly sacrificing herself in service to others, and an Attila, viciously sacrificing others in service to himself. But what about the category of self-responsible, self-supporting individuals who thrive without asking for or offering sacrifices? No such classification exists, according to the altruists. The issue of selfishness has, of course, been a central topic in intellectual history. Various theories of egoism, the view that selfishness is good, have been propounded over the years. 
But ever since the end of the classical era in Greece, the dominant viewpoint, even among the putative defenders of egoism, has been that selfishness is typical.